I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. We're focusing on the election aftermath. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Lisa Evers Official on Facebook. So please follow me there. You can catch up on past episodes on SoundCloud and also on LisaEvers.com. We're focusing on what happens now that Donald Trump will be taking the oath as President of the United States in January. A lot of people are upset about that. A lot of other people are very happy about that. What does it really mean? Will this be a time when, as he has said during his campaign, he will make America great again, as so many had hoped who voted for him? Or, as the opposition is fearing, will he make America hate again? And will he undo a lot of the measures that were done to ensure equal justice for all Americans, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, or ethnicity? So that's what we're focusing on with our guests. I have a lot of questions for them, and I'm, I'm sure you do too. You can post your comments on Facebook. We're going to try to get to some of those and weave those into the show as we usually do when we do the Facebook Live broadcast. But let me introduce our panel to you. Joining us on the telephone is Burgess Owens. He's a former NFL player and Super Bowl champion, a conservative Republican commentator. He's the author of a book called Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. Burgess, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. Let's forward to chat with you for sure. Okay, great. Also with us is Basil Smichael. He's executive director of the New York State Democratic Party, a political and policy analyst. You've seen him on a lot of TV stations. He's been out here with us on Street Soldiers a number of times. And Basil, great to have you with us. Great to be here. We really appreciate it. Also with us is John Burnett. He's a Republican political commentator. He was one of the African-American delegates from the state of New York to the Republican National Convention. And he's also a successful businessman with a lot of diverse business experience. John, thanks so much for being with us again. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate it. Also joining us, New York City Council Member Reuben Wills. He's a Democrat, represents the 28th District in Queens. That includes the South 40 Projects, South Jamaica, and South Ozone Park. Um, Ruben, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Basil, I want to start with you about this. Mm-hmm. Why do you, what do you think this election says about the country? Yeah, I think that's what we're all trying to wrestle with, right? Because we had impressions of what America has been and is. And for a lot of people, that just got turned on its head. But for me, um, y- you know, I, one of the things I wrestle with is this, this sort of economic message, right? Um, It's the economic message that Barack Obama talked about in his campaign going back to back in 2008. But it's the same or similar economic anxiety that I think Americans have experienced probably since the Nixon administration. Um, It includes both whites and blacks and Latinos, despite a lot of the conversation about needing a very specific message for white males in this country. This is an economic issue that impacts everybody. And to be honest, I would just sort of wrap it up in a little pop culture. If you look at the uh, Black Jeopardy skit on SNL uh, (laughs) with Tom Hanks playing the Trump supporter, that sort of summed it up perfectly in that there are African-Americans and and whites in this country uh, think very similarly about their economic situation. But it's the cultural issues that divide us and it's shown to have divided us quite substantially, particularly in the last few years, and I would say in the last eight years under under President Obama. And I think what has happened in this cycle is that those economic issues have been conflated with a lot of racial issues, particularly 
um, where uh, immigrants are concerned and sort of con this, the conversation about the immigrant community. And, and, and I want to talk about that yeah. because there's some facts and some misrepresentations about right. that and also what's actually been going on in the country. Right. But let me focus on this economic issue for a second. Um, John Burnett, as a businessman, was it the economic issue that made you want to support Donald Trump? Well, <clears throat> economic issue is always uh, on the forefront of my mind. Many times in the black community, we do not put our financial interest ahead of social interest. And I think it's, it's high time to start doing that. Obviously, middle America did, and the black community sh should start. So how do we start? One, by changing the culture in our communities. Talk about investments, talk about owning a business, talk about capitalism. You know, <clears throat> when you look at the history of America, blacks built capitalism through free labor. So now we don't participate in it. So you're we, saying we now can, it's time to take what, to, we, to take what's due, right? We we can we can use we can, we should or to we claim can, what's due. Absolutely, claim it through and by the capitalistic structure, owning a business, investing instead of you know, only buying Nike shoes, invest in the Why stock. Why not invest in the stock, Ruben Wills? What about that in terms of the economy? How would you say for your district for your constituents was that? the top issue this time around or what was the top issue no i think that i don't believe there was a top issue um i think that blacks have been pigeonholed into singular issues too long by both parties right um i think that uh economics played a big part on it but i also think that criminal justice reform was something that we needed to pay attention to and we didn't mm -hmm. articulate enough um before coming in, I was told a story about Hillary Clinton, the U.S. Senator, before she was Secretary of State. That moved me just from hearing that story, and I don't believe that that was articulated enough. Um, economic empowerment, we need to look at, um, instead of us to keep investing in these job uh, programs, they're meaningless because at the end of the programs, you tell these young men to go for weeks and weeks and weeks. They still have to feed their children, they have to put food in their bellies, and there's no jobs at the end of these programs. So uh, where's our real economic and that, and that's a, that's a big point of it. Burgess, what's your what's your take on on what the Trump mandate means, or does he have well, a mandate I, since I, he didn't I, win the popular I'll vote? That, uh, well, I'll say that actually, I think the mandate of America is we need to look back on our history and, and find those things we can be proud of and begin to build on it. A lot of some Americans, and I'm sure a lot of people that we're talking about now, have no idea how well the the, the black race did between uh, the end of uh, the end of slavery until the early uh, 1960s. We were the country that led our country, and we were the community that led our country in terms of the, the, uh, the black middle class. We had the highest percentage of entrepreneurs in our country. We had the highest percentage of men committed to marriage in our country. Uh, we were actually driving the, the, our country in such, in such good ways. I grew up in that kind of community. So we need to, first of all, be honest about where we were and what's gotten us to where we are now. We now have 83% of black teen males that are unemployed across our country, and nobody's talking about it. We have 40% of black uh, men, males, leaving high school and leaving college, and nobody's talking about it. And black and black crime is a mess. That, it's, not a, it's not a white Amen. deal. Blacks Amen. are killing blacks because we have lost our self-esteem. We need to get back to where we feel proud of ourselves and have men stepping up to do what they have to do to make, make our community great again. Basil, jump in. Though and I everybody, would, please feel yeah, free to jump in. Sure. I, I, though I would, w one thing that I would add to that, though, is that I do think that the Democrats <laughs> were talking about that in the cycle, to go back to your original question. Democrats were talking about that in the cycle, and our candidate, Hillary Clinton, in one of her first uh, campaign events, actually talked about the, the scourge of mass incarceration. So having said that, one of the things that I think had been a, has been a problem in this cycle, and we've seen it 
throughout the the sort of Trump campaign is that in his in his mantra to make America great again it did not include conversations about you know all the things that we just talked that about that Burgess just mentioned uh, we, it, it didn't it didn't substantially include that it was more of a finger pointing and saying look at how our country is not great because of all of these things that uh, Burgess and others have just mentioned, um, that's them. We are different and can be better. And I think it's that sort of divisiveness that I think has dominated um, ha- had dominated the cycle. All right, you're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Facebook Live, at Lisa Evers Official. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about the aftermath of the election. What comes next? I'm going to ask our guests, our, our amazing panel, was it about the policies this time around, or was it the personalities? Some people say this election turned into one gigantic reality TV show. I'm going to find out what our guests have to say when we come back. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, in the place to be. And the only place for you to ever be is right here listening to Lisa Evers on Street Soldiers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this special episode of Street Soldiers broadcasting live on Facebook. You can follow me there, Lisa Evers, the one with the blue check. There's a bunch of Lisa Evers bootleg Facebook pages. It's the one with the blue check, okay? I love (laughs) hip-hop. I love the creativity. (laughs) Thank you, and thank you for the love, but you know, please go to the official one with the blue check. Okay, what we're talking about is the election aftermath. We have an amazing panel here with a lot of experience, so I want to reintroduce them to you if you're just joining us. We have on the phone with us Burgess Owens, former NFL player and Super Bowl champion, conservative Republican commentator. He's the author of a book, Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps, and we got to get into that. Also with us, Basil Smichael, executive director of the New York State Democrat party a political and policy analyst and if you watch any tv you've seen him on all the channels also with us is john bernetti he's a republican political commentator one of the african-american delegates to the republican national convention last summer he's also a business executive and our own new york city council member reuben wills he's a democrat from the 28th district in queens uh, that includes the south 40 project south jamaica and south Ozone Park. Um, Burgess, I want to start with you. Was it really about the policies? Do you think people voted on policies and were thinking about like, wow, this policy is better than that policy? Or were they voting on personalities like it was Survivor? I, I think, I think, Lisa, that's a very good question. I think what's happening is people were very hopeful eight years ago. And they're voting on the fact that, that we're just really sick and tired of the direction we're going in right now. And the fact that there's no, there's no, um, another promise that was given us. Uh, we're seeing through. I'm going to make a point, for instance, because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to us as black people, recognizing that we have to put our race first, our, our race, our poorest, our, our, the ones that are most uh, vulnerable first. And if we do that, we'll start feeling good about ourselves. The very first thing that our president did when he came off the first, first, first act was to defund a, uh, a, a, choice, a school choice program for poor kids in, in, in D.C. 16,000 black kids have been taken out of our school system that was a 93%, 93% graduation rate. Now, those things have not been talked about. We're not talking about the 70% of black men leaving, our, uh, leaving their kids, abandoning their kids and their families. We have a systemic problem within our community 
But you also have a growing black middle class. You have more. You have a higher education rates than ever before. But let me let me come back to to Burgess. I want to get a response, and everybody in the studio, please feel free to jump in. We heard many of the pundits. Um, I don't know if they were the ones that were right or the ones that were wrong, but they were saying basically that this this the deciding factor, as Burgess mentioned, in people's minds was they didn't like the way the country was going. Is that code language for something? Um, it, like we don't like it, the multiculturalism. We don't yeah, like the some of it. Yeah, some of it was a proxy for other things. I mean, I, I just to just to sort of piggyback on what uh, Burgess had said, I would disagree. I do think that what had happened over the last eight years, and my Republican friends may disagree, is that you know you had the first black president, and a lot of Republican consultants, maybe not Republicans themselves, worked to delegitimize his presidency and mm-hmm. make people think that he that things were not going well. And that has come to fruition in this election because Donald Trump then steps in and says, well, if you don't like what's going on, if you don't like the 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 uh, advances that we've made on civil rights issues, on LGBTQ issues and other issues, then maybe let's find a way to take our country back again. That sort of overt... Those sort of overt changes are perhaps, is, I think, is, the, is what he tapped into. But, but Basil... If if Barack, if President Barack Obama, give me one second, Burgess, we'll bring lobbied for the urban community like he did the gay and lesbian community and other communities, we'd be ha- we we would be having a different conversation right now. Well, I'm what are you not, saying? I, Barack I, Obama did he, ignored the urban communities, like you're saying, like look at what happened in Chicago. The, the only the only thing that I can remember is. What is it? Brother's Keeper? That's the only thing we My have? My Brother's Keeper. Oh, no, come on. But he no, had to be no, no, president no, no. We, for the entire yeah. United right. States I, I, for all the whole country. A, he did have a thing But, but, but that. my That's point and my question is, if he would actually lobbied for urban America the same way he did for the gay and lesbian community, and that's not a knock on that community. What I'm saying, he openly and very clearly and decisively advocated yep. for that demographic. That's indisputable. Ruben, Ruben and, what about that? I because think, Go ahead, Burgess. I think the, yeah, I think the key is, it, and we really have to, and I, and I appreciate these kind of conversations where we have different views and different ideologies, but we have to be really honest, guys. Uh, the fact is, if we're saying today that black community, the black uh, uh, community is better than it was eight years ago, then we're missing it. We're not relating to those that have been hurting. There's misery that's going on throughout our communities that we are not seeing. If, if we're seeing today that based on that black president with all the promises that we're doing better, that we're not being honest with ourselves. Uh, Education is not better. Uh, uh, job opportunities is not better. Business ownership is not better. Uh, uh, Commitment to family is not better. Those things that make America great, that made every society great. You're, you're saying they're not better. Let me, so, uh, Ruben, what about that? In your, uh, in your district, you have, you have middle class, you have working class, and you yeah, have some have, super low-income low income people. Right. I, I think that we're really getting off topic. Um, I don't believe that the... Uh, the whole um, reason that this went this way is because uh, black America uh, didn't turn out for whatever reason. I think there were a lot of other issues, and I don't think we're being fair. Um, When we're talking about the election itself, I think there was a disconnect with the Democratic Party and the actual Democrats on the ground that caused this. Uh, President-elect Trump successfully spoke to that middle America, that rural poor, while we were 
not us, but commentators were categorizing these people as uneducated people. That's demeaning. Dismissing them. Right. Dismissing Dis- them. That's being dismissed. In language that would not be tolerated right. about any other right. group. And we would right? not. Right. So, you know, we shouldn't have allowed that. So that angered that class, which brings it out. I tell people all the time, fear and hate are emotions. They're violent emotions. Love and hope are not violent emotions. They're passive emotions. So if you can bring out the fear or hate in a certain group of people, they're going to be activated. They're going to be mobilized a lot more than somebody who is wrapped up in love and hope. Basil, what about that? That, that the, the language that was used about these the, the white blue collar base that, that you know people in New York sometimes we sometimes forget that's a large chunk of America. Well, it's that right. language would not have been tolerated about any racial group, ethnic group, women, anybody. Right. Well, if you it's it's it, if you go beyond Rockland County and you go to upstate New York, Trump did very well up there. And and just sort of to bring those points together. One thing that I always say is that presidential campaigns are about movements. It's about creating a movement. We saw that. I mean, look, Ronald Reagan did that. Bill Clinton did that. Barack Obama did that. And in many ways, Bernie Sanders did it as well. But and did I Hillary? Think, could be, okay. And I, yeah, then I think I think Donald Trump did it. And I actually do believe, and maybe it's my bias because I've worked with her. I believe that Hillary did do it. But I don't. But I think one of the problems is that no, I don't say problem. But did but this reality issues, show thing, the celebrity I, but, but, but factor, change the game? Of course, very specific. Bernie Sanders said a, some of the same things that Donald Trump said. There in terms was a threat. Yeah, there was a threat trade of, deals and things yeah, of that nature. And in yeah. fact. Bernie Sanders, Sanders doubled down and said some of the same things he said during the primary yeah. after the election. Yeah, I don't and he, disagree and with he that. he actually stated this so is the reason why. So this is my point, though. Was it personalities? Burgess, yeah, was, it, was it like it was a reality yeah. well, show? And this yeah, is yeah, like... Yeah. I, I think I think of a lot of it, a lot of the guys, and I understand, we, we, those of us on the phone right now, we have tapped into the American dream. We've worked hard, we've paid the price, and therefore we've, we've accomplished a whole lot in our personal lives. That hope and that message has to be gone through to our, those of us, those in our community who have not had gotten that message. I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida, demonstrating in seventh grade at a Florida State Theater where I could not go into the theater. Today, there's a black mayor to that same, that same town. We have to start talking about the progress we've made, the things we've done together, and stop the dividing thing. We as a country have yeah, done the very best that any other country has done. Okay, stop the dividing thing. Stop the dividing thing. Right. The dividing thing. Right. And so I'll, the and I'll say this regarding Hillary Clinton. It's not, not a knock. I think she was conflicted because she had her own, own thoughts. Then she had Bernie, so she had to try to adopt some of his language and platform. Then she had the special interests in terms of Wall Street and other big donors. So she had a lot of people, a lot of masters that she had to serve. And I think that's where, well, in part, no, no, that's I, probably where some of the message got lost, where she didn't re- out, reach, uh, reach out or to was the it a urban case, community or was the way it a she case, should have. Or was it a case, as Barack Obama did with social media and with the, with younger voters, making that one-on-one contact with them? He did it through the a lot through the digital. Trump was on the plane, you know, flying around four or five rallies. <laughs> and he's still you know, tweeting. <laughs> tweet, <laughs> he tweeted it. Yeah, he took it to another level. But what you said is important, right? And that's not something that we're tapping into in these conversations. Trump was doing that. Trump may have had two or three surrogates and he got his message clear because like you said it was uninterrupted. Even when it was bad it was uninterrupted. We didn't quite have that, right? Hillary has a lot of great work that she did but a lot of the things interrupted himself. Right, no, what I'm saying is is, it's not all, we can't lay all of the blame at one person's 
feet, right? The same way I'm not going to allow somebody to blame the entire black experience or the negatives of the black experience on President Barack Obama's feet, we can't lay this entire thing on Hillary's feet either. I, this yeah, is, this okay, is something well, that the Democratic Party okay, we, has to deal with. We'll have to hold that thought. Okay. We need to take a short break. And, and on, on Facebook Live, this comment from Vera, I think this is uh, Vera from Rockland County, regular commentator on Lisa Evers' official Facebook page. We, she says, regardless of whether or not our, in quotes, candidate of choice won the election. We must respect the democratic process called voting. I didn't agree with the winner every election, but didn't carry on like a spoiled child or a sore sport. Time to grow up, people. Get over it and move on forward. Besides, we need changes big time. That's that's Vera uh, commenting on her Facebook Live. When we come back, I want to ask our guests, yeah, everybody said, or a lot of people said after the election, whichever, whoever they voted for, uh, you know, let's give them a chance. We all got to come together. This is the president whether we like it or not stop the dividing thing but there's some big questions now about who's going to be around the president-elect and what their priorities are I'm going to ask our guests about that when we come back hey what's up this is your girl Sierra and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers real issues real politics baby and real people only on Hot 97 welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers I'm your host Lisa Evers you know where you know where to find me Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and LisaEvers.com. What we're talking about is the aftermath of this election. A lot of people are upset about it. Everybody's talking about it everywhere I go. So I wanted to get a panel together, which Team Lisa did an amazing job, and we are just hashing through some of these, you know, trying to process what's going on, and more importantly, come up with some kind of focus for the future. It's like it's all on us, I think. I don't I think we're past that point where one person in the White House is going to change our lives. It's like we got to look at how we're changing our lives. We have to look at how we're changing our communities, and a lot of you are already doing that with the great work that you're doing in our communities, but, you know, time to really ramp it up. So joining us on the phone, Burgess Owens, former NFL player and Super Bowl champion. He's a conservative Republican commentator, author of the book, Liberalism or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. <laughs> I, I, I always think of barbecue. I'm thinking of barbecue when you talk about that, Burgess. Also, also, joining us, also joining us, Basil Michael, Executive Director, New York State Democratic Party, a political and policy analyst. You've seen him all over TV commenting, including on Fox 5 and, and here on Street Soldiers many times, but usually on the uh, education, too. That's yeah, his that's other right. big passion. And wondering if I'm a wimp or a whiner. <laughs> <laughs> none of, Basil, none of the above. You're a street soldier. None of the above. You're a street soldier. Also, yeah, also with us is John Bernetti's Republican political commentator, extremely successful businessman, and one of the African-American delegates to the Republican National Convention. <laughs> also with us in studio, uh, New York City Council's own uh, Reuben Wills. He represents the 28th district in Queens. How many people know what district they're in? Okay, that's another question. Yeah, okay. Well, you can always find out when you go to vote. And he, because uh, I can't really answer that myself. <laughs> real, tr- real talk, true right? confessions yeah. until I get in there. Uh, represents the 28th district in Queens. That's the South 40 Project, South Jamaica, and uh, South Ozone Park. And, and Burgess, I, I know you got to get going, but I want to I wanna just get your thoughts on this real quick. We, we heard this week, this term which was kind of new to me and maybe to some other people, the alt-conservatives are taking over, going to be taking over the White House, <laughs> this movement that he doesn't even believe women should be voting right. and is ready to turn this back. And there, there, there's a lot of fear that, that whites, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it, I'm, I'm just putting on broadcast yeah. what everyone is saying on social media and all the notifications mm-hmm. and comments that everybody is giving to me. And that's, I want to ask you that they're saying white supremacists or white nationalists are going to be taking over the United States government. That's what people are afraid of. 
Okay, let me let me just say this: <laughs> racist, black or white, will never win in this country. It's not designed for that, and it never will happen. And I, and I tell you, Lisa, you what you what you said a few minutes ago is so spot on. Uh, we have to remember this country is based on we the people, and that's what I've loved about uh, the way we've come up with solutions throughout the past. And when we start to understand our great past, our Black history, for the last hundred years, hundred years after the Civil War, we the people, we the Black community, stepped to the plate and did some great things. We need to start getting back to that and have a conversation like this. I was telling you during the break, I am enjoying this so much. And I know we have different views here, but the thing about our conversation with these, these men and women, we can agree to disagree, but we know that we're trying to get out the best for our community. And in the process of doing that, we as a black community can get it done. So let's stop pointing to other people to get out, to being answered our solution. It's not going to be a white, a black, black president, it's going to be a white president. It's going to be we, the black, those in our community that care about our community. Is going to make this happen. We'll make that happen by having a good conversation and having the freedom to go out and free the prize ourselves, hire our young people, mentor them, encourage them, and tell them the American way does work very well for everybody. And everybody that does believe believe in that and that that real American dream, that uh, the way Dr. King described it, to come together too, and that helps. Exactly. Exactly. Right. We can get it done. Guys. All right, Thanks, Burgess. Really Burgess, thank it. you so much. All right, we we appreciate that. That's uh, Burgess Owens. His book is called uh, Liberalism or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners weenies and wimps okay that does not apply to our street soldiers because you're already out there doing it all right let me let me ask you about the divide the dividing thing john you were you were kind of like smiling when i said this alt conservative which is this nationalist white nationalist type of thing i mean th this is this has been all over the internet and it's been on you know the last couple days major national television network talk shows like burgess, what do you say to people like burgess said no matter who wins we need to work together in our communities, whether it's Republican, Independent, or Democrats, and help to well work together to mold and shape a, a black agenda. Trump is in there. He said that, that he wants to revitalize the inner cities. Let's work with him, give him ideas, work with his administration, because we don't have another four years to wait. Okay, but when you have a, a lot now. of a lot of concerns, go so, ahead. So no, I'll just just to sort of lay the groundwork for what we're talking about. We're I think what you're referring to is Steve Bannon, who is yes. the counsel. Explain to people who he is. Right. So he um, ran Breitbart, which is uh, a, I wouldn't even say ultra conservative. Is what they call alt right, which is alternative uh, right. Alternative right, which is conservative certainly, but also influenced a lot by white nationalists. Language and 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 loosely formed, loosely knit groups. Um, he was an advisor. He left Breitbart and became an advisor to Donald Trump on the campaign, and now he is officially, I think, senior counsel yes. in the White House. Very powerful position. An incredibly powerful position um, to President-elect Trump. It does worry a lot of folks because what what pe if you did not like the language that he used during the campaign in referring to immigrants, referring to Latinos and communities of color broadly, in referring to women, what this has done, in my opinion, is not just normalized that language, but also enshrined it in the halls of power and national government by putting Bannon there. I don't object to the rights previous because I think number one, he's a Republican National a, Committee was a Republican the, National right. Committee chairman, and 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 I get that, and I think the president should have the ability to appoint who he or she wants to run, help him run government. But this particular choice disturbs me. All right, what what, what about that, John? My focus is what policy. <laughs> so you'll say, 
I'm not. But he said I'm not letting. I'm saying John. 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 With all due respect, as a businessman, you're giving Bannon way too much credit. He's going to have the ear of the president. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you're let me, but wait. Let me get. Let me. Let me ask you this. Wait. Let me just ask you this. The president. You're an. Let's say you're a businessman, okay? And you want to do business, and you want Nobody's reporting to Bannon. Nobody's reporting to Bannon. He's they don't a, need he's to. He's got the ear of the president. He's got the ear of the president. That makes the point. Let me ask you this, John. As a bit from a business, <laughs> wait. Let me let me let me ask you this. If you, if anybody, you're doing business in a particular community, let's say the urban community, okay? Yeah. Do you want to have as somebody who is there? It has the president's ear who has used language, this white nationalist language that is also against is anti-Semitic. It's Against women, it's against immigrants. It's pretty much but, against everybody except white males. Look, I, I actually— Is that good for business? I'm saying is that at a time when you're trying to bring the country together, is that the type I, of person you judge, choose with that I kind of dossier? I am judge Donald Trump just like I would anybody else on what he does. I think you're a lawyer. Because we give really? too, we we give we we go too deep into emotions, too deep into no. I'm talking all this other hashtag stuff. facts. I'm a businessman. Hashtag facts. I go by results. What did you do? But we've seen what he's done. What, we've what, seen what, his what did you do? Did. Okay, when but they want to take away my so let's look at it like this. He hasn't right? even sworn but the, yet. But the but language people. Oh, wait a minute. But the language. No, no. Look at where we come. We're looking at Bannon and 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 Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, the Clintons passed the 94 crime bill that has decimated the black community. And one other point before we move on. Secondly. People people think that Hillary oh, would have so done great. So now you're great, telling me when I'm going to move great, on. Okay, wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm moving on. Great, great, See, it's great, already uh, happening. Great for... There's our unity. Uh, Hillary, Hillary Clinton <laughs> is going to do great for, for, back for black phone. America. Look what she did for Haiti. And that wasn't even her own money. That was donors' money. So 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 there's issues on both there's sides. There's issues on both All sides. But you know what? But I'm, what give I'm Donald okay, but what Trump I'm, an opportunity. Okay, but what I'm saying... And also blacks like us but what I'm saying say, here, Donald... Here's what would empower the black community. But, Let's but what I'm saying is people done. are determined. People Instead are determined. People, elected officials are judged by the people that they are around, the people that they are influenced by. And there have be, been people that have been denied a cabinet post because of language similar to That's language true. that he's used. So, so, and just think about this, Michelle Obama. No, and just people think about that, that 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 the Clintons surround them surround themselves okay, with. I'm not, but, but, but they're so, not. But she's not. On. She's not in the White House. But the, but the point she is, is not in the White House. But you talk about. But when you talk about other not people's. Fair. But when you talk about other people's <sighs> money. That that actually matters here because it's my tax dollars going to pay Bannon's salary. Oh, there you go. And, okay. And the fact of the matter is, I do not. I am uncomfortable with someone who has used that kind of language, who has done so in a mass media platform so close to the presidency. I am concerned about the kind of policies that he is going to have influence over. So wait, Ruben, wait, tell wait, us so about that. Ruben, as an elected official. Okay, wait, wait. We, we, we have an elected official right. here, and I want to, as an elected official, okay, you're on a local level with mm -hmm. the city council, right. with, a, with the president, advisors, access is everything. Access is everything. And, you know, I think that... Um, I think it's a little um, simplistic um, to think that uh, you can have black racism and you can have white racism, right? Because I subscribe to the definition that <clears throat> the racism is is the ability or the power of someone to be able to systematically oppress another people. Blacks don't have that ability. 
So when we're talking about that and you're saying allow Bannon or allow Donald Trump, president-elect, and I want to disrespect him, Donald Trump, to have the opportunity to move forward, we all agree with that because as a nation we have to do that. But what we're saying is when you look at the stats that we've had 314 hate crimes in New York City since uh, up to November 6th, and that's already surpassed everything we've had last year. When you look at the fact that, you know, we've had the climate, the, 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 the climate that is creating. We just had a, a black veteran in a Chili's restaurant, I believe oh, it was, right? That, right, that because another man wearing Trump paraphernalia said that he wasn't a vet when he had his out his 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 his, his veterans identification on. Also, wait wait wait. He we, had we a service could, we could go on for these, twenty minutes. We can, we can go, not, on, we can go on for twenty minutes. These things, listen, 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 these things, listen, these about, things matter. About, okay, no no wait wait wait. About they, the okay, Republican office that was bombed in North Carolina. But I'm not doing that. Listen what I'm saying. Rioters that have been busting windows in businesses in Oregon. Okay wait wait. Let me interrupt you. I didn't interrupt you. I didn't interrupt you. What I'm saying is when you have when you have influence, right? When you have influence, we're talking about the most powerful office in the world. Right. When you have influence to that man, the things that you have done, your history, your decision making, your judgment comes into question. And what we're saying is, based on his past performance, not re, um, not previous, but based on Bannon's past performance, we do not feel comfortable as him being in the air of the president of the United States. Okay, that shouldn't we have cause to... paralysis, though. Okay. No, we're not saying that. We're not saying it should cause paralysis. John, real, John, real quick. Okay, Ruben. We're asking the president-elect okay. to step back gentlemen, a moment and gentlemen. think about what he's doing. Gentlemen, because whether Ruben, you like it okay, or not. Okay, Ruben, Ruben. Yeah, let, real, real quick. And I'm and not defending Bannon. I'm no, just no, no. saying. We need to but focus I'm just on saying, we don't, we don't when you, you go are. for a job, they look at your past history. They check right. your social media. They they make sure thing, things. Right. He has said things that if you work for a corporation, you uh, a major private corporation, you would be fired. You would be fired. Let's talk specific. We have to take a short we have to take a short break. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. New York City, it's Miguel, and you're tuning to the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real people, real issues, and real politics. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers and everyone joining us on Facebook Live at Lisa Evers Official with the blue check, not the bootleg ones, please. And let me introduce <laughs> You guys think I'm joking. This is serious. <laughs> this is for real. Anyway, um, joining us for this episode, we're focusing on the election aftermath. What's going to come next? All these different viewpoints. You see, we're bringing everybody here together, divergent viewpoints. Everybody's still talking to each other, and nobody's stormed out of the room yet, so it's all good. Joining us, Basil Smichael, Executive Director of the New York State Democratic Party, political and policy analyst. He's also a TV commentator. You've seen him on many of the local and national channels. John Burnett, Republican political commentator, business executive, and one of the African-American de uh, delegates <laughs> to the Republican National Convention this past summer. Also with us, uh, New York City Council own Reuben Wills. He's a Democrat, represents the 28th district in Queens, South 40 Project, South Jamaica, and South Ozone Park. Okay. Arthur J. Mucci says, I wish people, this is from Facebook comments. Arthur says, I wish people would stop talking black and white. We are all humans. And by talking about black and white just adds to the problem. Racism, everyone is different. Nobody talks about Italians, Irish, it, Asians, etc. Arthur, are you in New York? <laughs> love you, though. Love you, though, buddy. Okay, everyone has different pigment in their skin and of all different races in their blood. Okay, this is this is the point I want to come back to. So, is this is this really? It's does it go deeper than skin color? Is and gender and sexual orientation and politics? Is this really now kind of a fight? This epic fight about what is the vision of America moving forward? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. This is about how we look on the world stage. This is about uh, diplomacy with other countries. This is about, um, we might not want to say it's about um, uh, skin color, or, but we're talking about the conditions of the quali- the conditions of living for some people, quality of life. This is about things that affect us all the way across the board, criminal justice reform. So we can take this from having uh, a conversation of uh, Mayor Giuliani going to be Secretary of State or Mayor Giuliani going to be Attorney General, and in both instances, you know, there's a huge discussion to be had. So I, I for one, do agree that we need to go deeper in the conversation, but this has so many uh, peripheral issues that we need to deal with. We can't let anything fall. Basil, what about that? The 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 the, me- the, the message and the vision moving forward. I mean, what what are Democrats doing now? Because this is the other thing that people are talking about too. Is that we have a Republican president, we have a Republican House mm-hmm. and Senate. So what's what can Democrats even do? Right. So it's a couple of things. One. Um, you know, presidential campaigns are about who you want to be the symbol for your nation. You don't think your president's going to plow your snow and pick up your garbage. But you do want your president to defend the nation and set the tone for, for the country. And I think in this particular instance, there are a lot of folks that agreed clearly with Donald Trump's vision. And there are a lot of people who absolutely do not agree with it. Um, but if we act, if we think about what is connecting us, going to the comments that uh, your Facebook uh, folks have made, um, there is an economic conversation to be had. There is an education conversation to be had. There is an incarceration conversation to be had. And I think if we focus on those issues, and frankly, as the Democratic Party, there's a reckoning for our party after this election. There's a reckoning for the Republican Party in some respects after this election, even though they've won. I think what you'll see on from the Democrats is trying to not only shape and reshape our values, but hold true to that in the halls of the Senate and the Congress. Because as you said, we do not have the House of Representatives, we do not have the Senate, and we're going to have to find a way to bring our values into the conversation when bills are being discussed on those floors. John, what do you, what do you think about that? Some people are, some people I, just... I agree with everything that you said. I think, and it goes back to the point I was making earlier, let's not focus on one or two individuals. Because when we do that, we're not focusing on the objectives that we need to focus on, especially as a community of color. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think if we take a step back, even if Hillary won, I would say the exact same thing. Let's talk about criminal justice reform and prison reform. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about jobs, right? Because it's not going to be a, a company where all blacks work. We're going to have to work together. But the key is we all need to feed our families and all need to secure our future. So let's, let's come together on, this, on these common issues, right, at the, at the federal level, at the state level, and at the city level. And make sure there's continuity to make sure that we can not just focus on one thing and take two years just to do, to do that one thing. We have to make sure that we're running on all cylinders and dress, addressing education, criminal justice reform, job opportunities, and so forth. What, what do you think about that, Ruben? I think b- what both of them are saying are correct. And I'm actually, um, I actually appreciate the fact that you put this panel together, right? Because we already have somebody at the head of our state party that 
um, not just because he's a minority and he's a male or minority male, but because he actually and reflects. a street soldier, don't right? And he's a street soldier, right? Uh, he's not a weenie or whatever. The yeah, <laughs> a wimp or a whiner, a wimp or whiner, and a child of Jamaican immigrants, right? So, but that even that even that even encapsulates it even more, right? So he understands that he's a true believer of equity for every part, right? Um, so. I think that with the reckoning that the Democratic Party has to deal with, we need more people that reflect that point of the people on the ground. Um, and having you here is incredible because he's actually speaking. You're talking about John yeah, Burnett. Yeah, John Burnett. Um, having him here is, is incredible because he's actually speaking to something that most Republicans are scared to speak to. He will speak truth to power, and when his party is wrong, he will say so. Um, and I appreciate him pushing back and saying that we have to give everybody a chance because it's easy to fall into our own agendas and start to make remarks and be biased in the things that we do and think that in arrogance think that we're right all the time and the other party is wrong. And so I appreciate <coughs> the fact that you put this panel together because I think everybody has said something good today. Well, thank no, thank you. It's it's everyone that has, and we still have a little bit of time left. <laughs> what what about in terms in terms of the president, because we've we've seen a lot of protests going on. We've seen, I mean, f forget about the forget about the social media thing. That mm -hmm. it's just like people are just throwing, you know, flamethrowers all all over the place with every comment. And we've always heard in the past, if you even if you don't like the person in the Oval Office, respect, respect the respect office, the office right? respect the presidency. Is that? Do you think that that people are going to be able to get to that point? Given the given the feelings that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, and you know Donald Trump won the electoral vote. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know. Listen, no one I, wants to answer I that think, one. Listen, I think protest is part of the rich fabric of America, and I don't object to people protesting Donald Trump. They would probably would have been people protesting Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't I don't have a problem with the protest in and of itself. What I do want to see and hope happens is that those protests turn into some energy mm -hmm. on the ground after the fact. There were, we've had the lowest turnout that, than, in the, than we've had in 20 years in this election it, cycle. Really? Yes, yeah. only 55% of voters in this country actually voted, lowest in 20 years. So even and despite all the rhetoric, despite all the coverage, despite all that. Right. That's correct, and people still didn't feel like they needed to go out and vote, and that, that is the problem. People, some have said that, well, the protesters probably didn't vote. I can't say that. But what I would say is that if they know people who didn't, that can't change. And if you want to make a difference, if you're on the Democratic side and you want to make a difference, we have midterm elections. Um, and if you have an opportunity to sort of go and vote for you in the midterm elections, that's a good way to make sure that the president's power is checked by having a, a by bringing more Democrats into the House and into the Senate. I'm sure you know that's from a Democratic leader. That's what I, that's the perspective that I'm coming from. Uh, right. But but yeah, I think that's. Uh, and and let me let me ask you this because this is um, Fernando Gutierrez said we need to unite as a nation and look forward to to Black and Latinos need to wait and see what happens for our greater good. He also says that there's a Donald Trump petition that has five million signatures to have the Electoral College block the Trump presidency. Now I know. Yeah, Two of you here <laughs> are your electors. <laughs> your your, your yeah. electors. Yeah. What does that mean, John? What does that mean? Well, you're a Republican elector, and Basil's a Democrat <coughs> elector, or you're just an elector from New York State. The thing is, is well, we're because you know we're very ignorant we're, about we're, this electoral we're elect college. We're electors based upon our respective parties. Okay. So, you know, uh, New York State has 29 electors. I'm one of 29. Will all go up to Albany on, on December 19th. That date is etched in stone right. in our Constitution. So all electors across this country will convene. And 
based upon um, the fact that Donald Trump won, there'll only be Republican electors. And they'll, they'll uh, I'm not too familiar exactly what they do when they go up there because every state has their own rules and processes, but the electors have to convene. They'll cast their votes. The votes are sent down to uh, Washington, and then the votes are reviewed, analyzed, and ratified on the floor in Congress. So, As a, so it help us understand. But put put on your teaching cap, please, <laughs> and help us understand. No, so Hillary, so Hillary, so there are Republicans. The, the Republic, the Trump campaign, and the Hillary campaign have chosen their electors for the state. Right. Um, other states may choose them different from how New York has chosen them. Hillary won New York State, so she will get the 29 electors from the state of New York. But there are other states where she did not win. So she doesn't get those electors. We, in a, in a weird way, when you go to vote for president, as many people that did that, you actually don't go to vote for president. You technically vote to send the electors from your state to actually cast their vote for president. But what about so the that's system? That's what we do. But this this was the system that during the campaign Donald Donald Trump had said if it's rigged, you know, this is a rigged system. It may not work to my advantage and then this and another shocker in a in a season of shockers, but he ends up winning the the electoral, electoral vote, vote but not the, but vote. Not the, but, the but popular vote. People thought it was going to be the opposite. Yeah. Some people did. Yeah, but, and but this is actually and cons to, Yeah. To and this that's actually happened to Democrats before <laughs> right, in 2000 with Al Gore and, <laughs> and actually in 2000 <laughs> and that's when we started hip hop votes because people were so upset about yeah. it. 537 votes separated. Yeah, and it, yeah. Right. And this is the challenge because if you get rid of the electoral vote, then a lot of, then there has to be some majorly complex way to do this. Because otherwise, if you just do it strictly on popular vote. New York will be run then, the country. Then there are 10 cities in right. this country that essentially will, will decide who becomes yeah. president of the United States. So it was done. The Electoral College, true or false, was created so that Every area of the country would be virtu have virtually equally represented, yeah. or have a, have a say, and not just be discounted because they don't have as many people. Right. Right. Is that, and is and that by the way, that number of electoral votes changes. The, it's based on the number of members of Congress from your state and the two, two senators, the two right? senators. Mm -hmm. So New York has twenty nine. Um, California, if I remember correctly, has fifty five. So yeah. it's the most in the country. We're the second most here in New York. So that number does change after redistricting every few years. So it's really a function of how much power your state's gonna have because the, if you don't, if you lose population and then lose the number of members of Congress, you actually lose electoral votes and that so so there's a it's there's very a complicated it's and, a, state it's a by, complicated and state by state is different because right. some states are winner take all other states you can they, they split it there right? are two i think it's maine and nebraska where you actually uh, it's done by congressional district oh wow all yeah, right we're, we're, we're just uh, just about out of time <laughs> okay can we all just get along thoroughly confused everybody. <laughs> the electors we're totally going to debrief them on the what really like you said earlier let's Albany. just all work together let's all can we all come together just go Vote, go Let's vote. That's your, all you need. Push for That's peace. Right. Register to vote. You know, do you do, follow me on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> the blue check. The blue check. The blue, the blue check. check. <laughs> Verify, <laughs> not the bootleg one. Ruben, real quick, what do you what, what do you want people who who feel like they need to do something different and about what's happening wherever their political spectrum is? What do you say? I think they need to turn that energy into um, finding issues that affect them or they're most passionate about. Right? Don't just run around behind anybody. Um, if you are passionate about criminal justice reform, then find an organization that is doing that. Um, uh, some of the things that 
they should glean from this is the fact that um, the map changes. And in a Donald Trump presidency, we can ha- we'll have redistricting, right? Um, because it's done every 10 years. Right. So that map will change again um, if you're interested in that. Um, but don't forget that the local politics are the things that uh, are important Well, you can make it, and you can see, it, right. you can see a difference. Right. John, exactly John right. Burnett, real quick. Let's talk about the issues, and I just didn't sleep, sneeze. Right. Let's talk about the issues in terms <laughs> of, you know, we could, they, they, you said that they signed five, signed a petition like five million people in terms of That's what to somebody, take action one of our against commentators. Steve ban- Bannon. Right. Well, that, no, against that, Donald Trump. No, this is the election. They want you guys to vote. Don't vote for Trump. Vote for Hillary and others. But states. you have to, right? Right. But but that particular petition could have been criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. Right. Could have been right. prison reform. Right. right. Could have been on the issues. Right. Exactly. All right. That's a good point. Basil, real quick, final word? Um, just to say local politics. All politics is local. So we focus a lot on presidential races. Focus on state senate. Focus on council. Uh, city council to state assembly. These are the folks that actually do vote and create laws to pick up your garbage, to <laughs> pile your snow. Right. Um, but also tuition, to, to state university deal, deal tuition, with your police force, all, right. all police those kind of fired, bro. And, and the state and the state because, criminal laws too. Guys, we're out of time I, because I, because I know you love education, school choice. All right. <laughs> guys, that's true. You that's did true. it again very to me, nice. Burnett. You always nice. got to drop a little bomb very there very at nice. the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> That'll be our next topic. All right. I want to thank all our guests, uh, Burgess Owens, Basil Smichael, John Burnett, and New York City Council Member Reuben Wills. Thank you all for being with us. Thank you to everybody who was joining us on Facebook. And uh, you can hear the show on SoundCloud, LisaEvers.com, and on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, also with the blue check mark, at Lisa Evers. And I'll be, uh, we'll be sending out a link a little bit later on today. So I want to thank my whole team. Whole Team Lisa, Hot 97. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.